don't be afraid. Lock the doors. Turn out the lights. And climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly Dead Time Stories. The United States imprisons more people than any other country in the world. And despite the protections of our Constitution, many endure cruel and unusual punishment. In addition to incarceration, prisoners are repeatedly abused by their guards and fellow prisoners. They suffer beatings, sexual assault, prolonged solitary confinement, meager food rations, and frequently denied medical care. These violations are far more common than prisoner administrations would have the public believe. Though there have been many different types of torture devices used in prisons, the Tucker Telephone in Arkansas is one of the most unique. In August 1966, Governor Orville Faubus ordered the Criminal Investigation Division, the CID, of the state police to investigate Tucker Prison Farm in Tucker, Arkansas. This investigation was a long time coming. Prisoners at Tucker and also at the other state prison farm in Cummings had for years tried to have their complaints heard to no avail. The CID returned a report detailing a pattern of entrenched corruption, brutality, and torture. The governor ultimately tried to have the report suppressed. It was eventually released in 1967 after a new governor named Winthrop Rockefeller took office. In Arkansas, the whipping of prisoners was permitted by law and as late as early 1970s was still being practiced. There were a number of tools used to inflict corporal punishment on prisoners, including the strap, which was more than five feet long, five inches wide, three-eighths of an inch thick, with an 18-inch wooden handle. One of the most infamous and cruel instruments of torture used to prison, however, was a device called the Tucker Telephone. The telephone, designed by prison superintendent Jim Bruton, consisted of an electric generator taken from a crank-type telephone and wired in sequence with two dry cell batteries. An undressed inmate was then strapped to the treatment table at Tucker Hospital while electrodes were attached to his big toe and to his penis. The crank was then turned, sending an electrical charge into his body. In what were deemed long-distance calls, several charges were inflicted, of a duration designed to stop just short of the inmate's fainting. Sometimes the telephone operator's skill was defective, and the sustained current not only caused the inmate to lose consciousness, but resulted in irreparable damage to his testicles. Some men were literally driven out of their minds. The Tucker telephone was used not only to punish inmates, but to extract information from them. One of the two telephones known to be on the farm was found hidden in a hat box on the top shelf of a linen closet in the big house. That's where Jim Bruton was living, Unfortunately, the discovery of this torture apparatus was only the tip of the iceberg in terms of events taking place at Tucker. 
Not only were prisoners beaten with leather straps, blackjacks, and hoses, needles were shoved under their fingernails and cigarettes were applied to their bodies. The report also detailed a list of other horrors that prisoners were subjected to on a daily basis. In an article titled, Hell in Arkansas, Time Magazine reported on the efforts of a reformed-minded superintendent of Tucker named Thomas Merton, who had been appointed by Governor Rockefeller in 1967. The article outlines what Mr. Merton found upon his arrival at Tucker. When the 39-year-old Thomas Merton was appointed to the prison superintendent's job in 1967, enforced homosexuality and traffic in liquor and narcotics were rampant at the Tucker and the Cummins prison farm. Trustees armed with shotguns were squeezing weekly payouts out of the quote-unquote rankmen or ordinary inmates who worked under their supervision. Often the trustees who lived in unlocked TV and refrigerated equipment shacks fired rifles inches over rankmen's heads simply for sport. Merton quickly abolished many of the grotesque practices but he was troubled by continuing rumors that prisoners had been murdered and buried on the prison grounds. Ultimately, Merton only spent a year as superintendent at Tucker, and a year later he published an absolutely scathing indictment of the prison farm in a book titled Inside Prison USA. The book is out of print now, but if you are a student of penal history, it is a must-read. If you're curious about what happened to the former superintendent, Jim Bruton, after he quote-unquote resigned from his position when the CID report was released, here's a short summary from Time Magazine in 1970. James Bruton, the superintendent who designed and used the device known as the Tucker Telephone, resigned in 1966 when state officials began a series of investigations of brutality in Arkansas's prisons. Jim Bruton pleaded no contest to charges that he violated prisoners' civil rights by administering cruel and unusual punishment. The penalty he received was considerably more compassionate than many he himself had dealt out. The maximum permissible sentence that could be imposed on Bruton under the Federal Civil Rights Act of 1871 was a $1,000 fine and one year in prison. Federal Judge J. Smith Henley imposed the full penalty complained that it was too light and then made it even lighter. He suspended execution of the prison term and released Bruton on a year's probation. Henley's explanation? The court doesn't want to give you a death sentence, and quite frankly, Mr. Bruton, the chances of you surviving that year would not be good. One or more of these persons or their friends with whom you have dealt with in the past as inmates of the Arkansas Penitentiary would kill you. All I can say is he better be glad that I wasn't the judge because I would have sent him to prison and let him get exactly what he deserved. Daddy has to hunt 
So I 